You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Welcome to the Houndsman XP Podcast. I am your host, Chris Powell. And I've got some members of the Houndsman XP team with me today, and we are going to do a point blank where we don't have any talking points. We have no agenda. We have no outline. We just talk about what comes to mind, and we talk about a lot of different stuff today. 
I'm not going to go into it. It's all in the podcast. You're going to hear it all. It's going to be a really short pre-roll, but we're excited. I love doing these podcasts. They're fun. They're energetic and gets us off topic a little bit and just lets us communicate with you and let you know who we are beyond the hounds even. So here you go, folks. This is a box shaker. Let's get the tailgate down. It's time to dump the box. Anybody that comes on and calls themselves game catcher. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, He's got an old worried look on his face. He can't hear anything. Can't, <laughs> he, he can hear us, but we can't hear him. What is technology? <laughs> I didn't even know they had internet over there. Yeah, I guess I'm one to talk. I live in the Iraq of America. Yeah. <laughs> look at the look at the look on his face. He's trying to figure it all out right now. <laughs> Put your reading glasses on. <laughs> Game catcher, use audio. Go to bottom left hand corner. Select your audio. <clears throat> Can what you are you drinking us? out of that, Chris? You look like a you look like a Moscow Mule guy. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is the brass cup necessary for the flavor, or is it just no, the it's just, look? It's it's just cool. Okay, this is actually an upgraded cup. My wife got this for me. It's insulated. Oh, it's, it's an like insulated. a tumbler mule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's stainless on the inside, copper on the outside, and it's insulated on the sides. So nice. It's a great summertime. I feel like a, a tumbler. I, I still have my original Houndsman XP tumbler. It rolls with me in my work truck. It has a ring like worn out of it from being in my cup holder on those rattly roads for a yeah. long time. <laughs> game, think, catcher, uh, game catcher, have you figured out the audio yet? He's still having technical issues. He looks sad. Oh, no. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's like, I'm not playing. He's out. What have you, you been up to lately, buddy? Man, I had to take the weekend off. <laughs> Heath, Heath went down to APA Breed Days. Once, once, once Game Catcher gets back in here, we'll find out. We'll get a full report on APA Breed Days down in Greenville, Tennessee. But I was supposed to go, but, you know, I got, I got back from Montana. I extended my trip a couple days. Game Catcher wants back in. I knew he couldn't stay away. So, yeah, so I extended my trip out there a couple of days. We went out and uh, did the memorial service for Larry Anderson. And uh, there's a couple pups out there that came out of my stuff. So can you hear us, game catcher? Hallelujah. We've been ripping on you bad. <laughs> we can't hear you. Unmute yourself. <laughs> you, you have muted thyself. Put your put your reading glasses on, Game Catcher. So you can yeah. see. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh, there he is, Mister Instagram, yeah. real better late than never. Mister <laughs> TikTok, Game Catching no. Heath Hyatt is in the house. That's right. Yeah, well, no. So so I extended a couple of days, and then uh, I got back on Tuesday. And I thought, man, if I if I head out to Tennessee, I may come home to the locks change, all my crap in the yard, and 
Axel will probably bite me. My wife's pit bull. <laughs> Cause he won't, he won't remember who I am. So <laughs> yeah, I'm heading out of here on, uh, I'm heading out of here in a couple of days, going down to uncle Earl's and, uh, do oh. some hog hunting in New Northern Louisiana and keep, keep the, keep the train rolling. Hey, I got something to show you guys. Stand by, stand by. I really want to go to All Uncle right. Earl's. So, the new gear? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. We got a we got a new shirt. Terrible model, but a great shirt. Seth, I want yeah, we need a mannequin. Like, we need a mannequin. Chris said this is for me. Oh, he's rocking the Speed Dog Hounds and XP logo. Yo. Hey, is I'm that chasing done. a weasel? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. a weasel dog. There he goes. Chris Chris is rocking. He's rocking a Houndsman XP. This is Fair Chase logo on one shirt, and then he's rocking the Houndsman XP Sighthound logo on the other. Uh, I'm a little biased, maybe, but I think that's the best Houndsman XP logo around, uh, a Saluki what? Chase and a weasel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ought to yeah. be a good one. Yeah. Yep. Coming, coming soon to our new shop. Hey, we're running a – well – I already, I already made, I already made the announcement on my podcast uh, that dropped on Monday. So I'm kind of out of the loop here because I'm getting dressed. I'm peeling layers here. But uh, go back and listen to Monday's drop on Sacred Pursuit if you want to get in on a cool giveaway. Yes, I, uh, I enjoyed that episode, the Sacred Pursuit episode. I like to get out of my wheelhouse. Our IT guy Shane. He uh he was making he makes those cool the the reels that have the the audio clips and I re- I really like those and uh, he came in the house and said did you listen to that Sacred Pursuit episode and I was like yeah I did he's like that was a really good one and I was like yeah it was <laughs> so who told you that it's a Shane oh yeah yeah because he he listens to all the episodes to make those clips and uh, he was like that was a really good one dude <laughs> so yeah there's there's a lot of great productions here at Houndsman XP it's uh. Not to not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I enjoy listening to the show as a fan as much as I do as an employee. Well, that's what that's what the point blank's all about. Just kind of recap what we've been talking about and and go back and hit those high points and encourage people, shame people, whatever we got to do to go back and listen to those. If you haven't listened to them, I mean, if you're a coon hunter and you don't see a coon dog on the front, I'm telling you, we're still talking about stuff you need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I mean, you're a big game hunter and you see a coon dog, we're still talking about stuff that's interesting and and fun to talk about. So, and nobody talk t- about no talks. Nobody talks about sidehound stuff except Seth. I haven't even talked about that in a while. We talked about python dogs last time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that get was, any colder than that. It was uh, that was a very fun episode. I I, uh, I could not believe how much fun that was to record, and you know. A lot of times when you record an episode, uh, you'll you'll be recording and then you'll hit that pause button or you're done with the recording. And then afterwards, you'll sit there and keep talking to the guest outside the recording. And a lot of times a guest kind of will relax or, or whatever and talk more after the recording's ended. But one thing that is that I felt was there is that we didn't do that at all with Python Cowboy. That we laid everything on the line in the recording. He was super duper cool and natural in the recording. And I mean, he answered everything I had and more. And and he was really fun, energetic guest. And and uh, me and Chad were just having a ball. I, I could not believe uh 
how fun that sounds. I mean, I really want to go experience that <laughs> straight up. It's just, yeah, it was a blast. So uh, thanks, Python Cowboy. That was a great time, buddy. And there's many more <laughs> to come. Yeah. So uh, we're going to, there's a lot of, uh, by the time this airs, I have already, I will have already been on the road with Chad gathering up some really rad new content as well. So I'm really excited for that. And um, are you still I guess talking about Python Cowboy? I had to jump up. That episode was so fun. You missed Man, it. Man, no. Well, I missed the episode, but I listened to it. I was listening to it on a flight. I was flying to Montana and uh, listening to it. I flew out there the day. It, I flew out there the day it dropped. And so I had some lady sitting next to me and I was over there. I was sitting right next to her just laughing my butt off. <laughs> and she's asked after I got done, she's like, what in the world were you listening to? It's like, I was listening to a couple guys talking to the Python cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling, I was telling uh, Heath, it was just fun that, uh, you know, a lot of times you have this natural banter after the recordings ended and that one, it was all on the recording. We, it was over and we were all just like, Oh man, Drain. thanks. <laughs> Drain. Sweating, yeah. needing to rehydrate. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was and uh, I was, I, you know, I, I got to, while I was in that vein, I guess um, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline soon. And, and uh, you know, you were talking about Uncle Earl's. I've always wanted to go there and experience that. I won't be able to make it this year, but I am very excited to see quote unquote air quotes, traditional pig hunting with dogs that's coming up. And, and I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, is that where you were at with when you, uh, met Corey. Corey Daly. Yeah. Where? Where? When? Where? I was at, I was in Louisiana when I met him. Uncle Earl's. I'm yeah. headed out to Uncle Earl's. Uncle Earl's is going on while we're recording this podcast. I need to get down there. It's like it's like Daytona Beach Spring Break Bike Week or something for hog hunters in Northern Louisiana. And <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, so I know Ed Barnes has been there all week. He's like posting pictures of all this food and all this other stuff that's going on. This thing runs a full week and maybe more than a week because I think they had a kickoff concert last Friday night and that's when the party kicked off and it'll just run all through the week, all the way into Saturday. So I'm going to catch it on the tail end. Everybody will be, we'll see how tough they are because we'll see if they're still <laughs> partying hard by the time I get there on Friday. So I was going to say, it sounds like a party. Sounds yeah. like something I really need to be a part of. <laughs> it, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go experience it and see, see if I want to. I don't know if I can hang anymore for the full week. <laughs> Dig deep, my friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. I feel like I could. <laughs> I'm sure you could. There was a day when I could do. I, I just, it's like nine o'clock and I'm looking for some place to go to, you know, the first available place to go to sleep. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of me, but I feel like the weather that was you and that was you in Texas at the Terrier Trail. I was gonna say, to, I agree. Nighttime I agree. pig hunt, and you're over there like I'm sleepy. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I 9 30, I'm in bed. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I uh Rigo Rigo's a champ. He was up there all day, and then he's like, We're gonna go out all night. And I agree by oh midnight. I was like, I'm toast, dude. And he's like, he's we'll a, keep he was around. a beast. Like in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. One time I was hunting and, uh, man, I fell asleep. I was with Michael Sula. It was 
freaking one in the morning. I passed out asleep. We jumped a hog. Dogs bail out and get after the pigs. I had to wake up and I was in that deep REM sleep. So when I woke up, I was just, oh, where am I? What year is it? What galaxy are we in? And yeah. then they catch the pig and Michael's all hooting and hollering and jump out of the truck all running out there. And I'm just like stumbling around like a zombie trying to get my feet under me. It was crazy. But yeah, I'm just, Michael's making fun of me. He's like, do you need to, do you need a pillow princess? And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, we were in sport, the, though. we were, we were bear hunting one time. And riding down the road and I fell asleep and I had my leg kicked up on the, like almost on the dash and my foot fell asleep and we got a rig strike. This was out in, out in Montana or Idaho. We got a rig strike and I, it, we'd been up since early in the morning and I couldn't hang and I was sleeping and, and my foot fell asleep and we got a rig strike and, and Larry's like, get the dogs out, get the dogs out. I get out of the truck and my foot is dead asleep i mean one of those deals so i'm like drunk hanging on Stumbling. the of the truck trying to get down the side of the truck my foot won't work <laughs> it was oh my gosh if if only somebody would have been videotaping that that would have been a highlight reel <laughs> that would have been a highlight reel for sure Stumbling to get dogs out. <laughs> oh yeah i mean when you get that rig strike and larry saw the track going up the mountain and stuff and he's He's like, wake up, you know, and I, he didn't have to wake me up, but I step out of the truck and I realized my whole leg is just dead. <laughs> so now I'm hopping and hanging. Just on got the a stump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, the first time I had a dead, like a sleep leg like that, I jumped, it was an alarm clock. My alarm clock woke me up and I jumped out of bed. Same thing. I just face planted. The yeah. leg doesn't work. So you trying to scamper after dogs is. Yeah, I can imagine that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a that goes right into too bad Chad isn't here, man. I, I mean, he's he's busy. I know what he's got going on, but uh, that falls into the half-ass houndsman category right there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you can't hang. You fall asleep in the truck. Then you get out and you can't let dogs go because you got a dead leg. It's just <laughs> asleep, falling, slobbering all over yourself. That is a half-ass houndsman for sure. <laughs> yep oh, oh man. man heath what you been up to uh i i'm so busy that i don't even know what day it is um between working like we're shorthanded and working and then this week uh we're i'm putting on a the tactical tracking class that oh that's right that i've copied from jeff I took it from jeff and we're doing that. So I've got um, 22 guys in with dogs and running them through a four-day course. So that's kept me really busy. Uh, of course, we were in Tennessee this weekend, <laughs> past weekend. We went down to the APH breed days. APA. Hey, I, don't right. know yeah. I don't Because it's MPHA and it's... Yes, confusing. it's so many A's, H's. Well, you we got at, people. You got people calling APA breed days plot days, and you got MPHA guys calling it. I used to call it APHA days too, and it's like it's not mm -hmm. APHA days. It's just APA. Yeah, they get all defensive APA. about it. But had a good time. Seen some. Uh, seen some people that I hadn't seen in a while, and met some new people. It's always great. Um. So yeah, we went down Saturday. Sunday, I don't even know what I did. And then, oh, I worked on the PowerPoint for this week. And then this week, we're pretty much daylight till dark tracking. And 
that's about it. And right, then I this a, week, I got a couple questions. All right. Uh, you got to tell me, did you pick that Walker dog in the show? Negative ghost rider. Oh, I thought yeah. for sure that you would have, I, I was going no to, no wonder nobody will talk to him and take one of our decals <laughs> after he picks a Walker three days. I'm going to tell you, um, that was a fine, she was, that was a young dog. Wasn't quite a year old, a uh, very fine looking dog. I mean, very fine looking dog. Um, there was several, there was six dogs that ended up going up for the best of the show. Um, not all of them were very, you could have picked, you could have wretched in there and picked either one, any, any of them and made a good decision. That's how close it was. Uh, I really went it down to the confirmation, um, that I was looking at and, you know, I'm very good. I'm, I, I'm a big proponent of structure and if you start breaking it down, the the walker was a little bit straighter in the rear end than I would have liked. Um, that was it. But very, 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 very nice looking dog. And it would hurt me, she Chris. Pal. I knew. I knew it did. hurt me not to pick that dog. So um, the girl, she's got she's got a bright future. Uh, there was a little plot puppy there. Jerry Price had a pup. It was about six six and a half months old. Oh man, fantastic! I, I told him I'd take that dog home with me. It's um, a plot, plot puppy. Yep. Looked oh really? Good. Mm-hmm. Good dark eye. Um, yeah. good, good hanging ear. Um, good color. Brindled up dog. Uh, very nice dog. He's got a bright future with that dog. And then, uh, of course, um, Katie. She had her male and female, and then the the male her pup, which is just right under two, I call it a pup. Her, the brother was showing against her. And when, when it, when they put those both, and I didn't know, but when I seen both of those dogs, I'm like, those dogs are out of the same litter. Like they were that close. Hmm. Um, so no, they has, they were some really nice dogs. I mean, kudos to everybody that went and showed, uh, some, some young girls were showing, you know, that's what you want to see in the sport is those girls out there and they were showing those dogs and they had really good looking dogs too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, I was honored to be able to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. And this yeah. weekend we're going down to Charleston, South Carolina with freedom hunters to do the Jim Shockey golf tournament. Everybody can go online and bid and put, put stuff in if they want to contribute to freedom hunters. Um, but yeah, so we're going down and, and we're going to rep Houndsman XP with the freedom hunters this weekend down there. That's a good crowd too. That that's a Jim Shockey classic is what, Mm -hmm. uh, they call that down there. Freedom hunters raises a lot of the money that they need to, to put on these events for veterans all year long. I talked about it on the podcast. Uh, I'm always talking about it, but it's real easy to find information. I got a notification on the, did you get a notification on the auction, the online auction? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I actually sent it to everybody at work too. So I don't know if they're bidding on anything or doing anything, but yes. Um, Seth, did you get one? I need to check my emails. I've been so out of the loop with I'll, jury I'll, duty. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll send you, I'll send it to you to make sure you've got it, but share it around. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's aim points, EOTech, 
you know, guns, knives, anything that's outdoor equipment, it's, it's probably on there. And, yep. um, it's real easy to find. If you go to, uh, freedomhunters.org and, and just find the link for the live auction for the Jim Shockey classic, you'll have access to all of it. Send so, it to me. Yep. I sure will. Because we, actually, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be too late to bid. But mm, yeah. Oh, well, and then you missed that. it too bad for you. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't been paying attention to freedom hunters website. Now you missed out on some good deals. <laughs> yeah. And then after this weekend, Turkey season comes in and I would like not to have to go nowhere for a couple of weeks. Hmm. That's where I'm at in my mind. I just want to go to the woods. I just want yeah. to go to the woods and camp out and chase some turkeys. Me and Toby um, have already been out scouting. We went out one day and spent pretty much half half a day out, covered about six miles. Didn't find anything reassuring. And then this morning, where we're training, which is an undisclosed location, they were hammering. I mean, they were blowing the tops out of the tree. It was 20 degrees. Like, it was freezing. <laughs> Yeah. And they were just hammering and hammering. I'm like, oh my, y'all are killing me. Y'all are killing me. <laughs> I was listening to him hammer here this morning. It was 20, 20, you know, 21, yeah. 22 degrees. So yeah. I've never turkey hunted. We have awesome turkey hunting here, and I've just never done it. And I need well, don't to. Don't you have to draw a tag in New Mexico no. to turkey hunt? Nope. You can, it's over the counter. Yep. What What do you have there? We have Rio Grande and Miriams. Okay. And, yep. and Miriams. So you yeah, can get one. Let me make sure though, Matt, before I get too crazy. I'm not a bird nerd. I I like rats better. Weasels. Yeah. <laughs> Weasels are rats. rats. Okay, yeah. Rats. So New Mexico yeah. has three species of wild turkey: the Miriams, the Rio Grande, and the Goulds. All three in the state. This is directly from the New Mexico Game and Fish website. Well, which one do you have to draw a tag for? Uh, I'm not sure because I'm not a turkey hunter. Yeah. Uh, you find but, this out. I yeah, got so, a <laughs> so you'd be real sad trying to hunt behind my house because if you came out behind my house to turkey hunt, you'd need to walk about 100 miles to find them. But <laughs> they, uh, uh, this is the first year that, you know, the same sentiment you have with turkey hunting. That's how I am with javelina hunting. That's our turkey, really. I mean, here where I'm at, it's there. This is the first year I haven't been able, I have the tag and I'm just so busy. I have, it hasn't even crossed my mind. So the sentiment you have where you just want to go out and be in the woods that's my favorite thing about javelina hunting. I have a three month or two and a half month season. And it's just so nice to go out in the desert and just relax, you know, and just enjoy being out in the desert. And they're so elusive. They're so hard to find. And so it really is a hard hunt. And um, I, I just love it. It's just so fun to be out there putting boot leather down in that quiet, empty desert and try to jump on those stinky little suckers. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah. um, for an animal that's black, you'd be amazed how hard they are to see. They're like this mottled kind of gray color. Oh, yeah. And they blend in perfectly in like dead brush, which is where they spend a lot of time hiding. And they're only 45, 50 pounds. They're not very tall. So it's very hard to glass them because any grass three feet tall and they're gone. You will never see them. So mm. it's a really rewarding, really fun, but I've just been too busy. It's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah, Season is my goal was to spend, well, I took off a week 
to hunt and then my date, my regular days off. And I'm trying to keep that schedule open for the first couple of weeks. So if I don't tag out or I don't hear any, I never tag out. Let's just, let's just put that out there. <laughs> I never <laughs> tag out. I usually try to kill two. And then the third one, I'm, I usually don't, or I'll go with somebody and try to help call them one in, but I haven't tagged out in the last two, two, three, three years. I haven't. Virginia still allows three turkeys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you a know, lot. I found that turkey hunters are like turkey hunters. I think that's kind of one of the reasons I kind of backed away from it is that everyone I know that likes turkey hunting, they just like live, eat, sleep, breathe turkey hunting in the springtime. So I'm like, I don't need another hobby that I'm just totally <laughs> devoured by. You know what I mean? I was that guy. I used to be that yeah. guy. I live right here. I live in the original release sites for the state of Indiana. And then it just, turkeys just blew up here. Why? It was, it was a death, just habitat. Yeah. It was a habitat deal. And, um, we, we were a destination location. Toxie Hayes from Mossy Oak used to come up here and hunt and Will Primos. And, um, you know, I'm actually on a, in a mossy oak video from like 19 and 1998 or something that with toxic because i took him turkey hunting a couple times so um it was just a destination place and i've i don't know i I, i've done it i did it for years but i'm kind of over it you know if i've got one hammering back in the back of my place it's like dude you need to get whacked (laughs) you know and i and I'll, what did and you I'll, love about it? What did you love about it? Well, first, I, I really liked the challenge of it because it's something that I didn't grow up with. And, um, you know, just the whole the whole part of it. But being out there in the morning and and hearing them gobbling and and then, man, if you've if you've ever had a, a gobbler come in on fire, just spitting and drumming and and puffed up and you've got him fooled and you, uh, it's it's crazy. It's you know, you know, you've, you've got him at that point. You're just that like, sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're breathing so hard that in your mind, that Turkey can hear you from 50 yards away. The heat, your heart's beating. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it literally, you know, it can't, it's not, but you know, you're, you're trying to calm your breathing down. You're trying to get your heart rate down. And I mean, that thing, I mean, yeah. And there's so, I mean, to have a brain the size of a pea, <laughs> And they can outsmart you in about two seconds. Yeah. Um, I chased a bird when I was in high school. I chased that thing for three springs. And I never did kill him. He won the battle. He got he got me on that one. But that was what really started driving me is the challenge of it. Now, some birds come in hot. I mean, you get a bird that's hot. Um, last year, the first one I killed, man, I mean – I was walking and, and calling, walking and calling, walking and calling. Finally, finally located a bird. This was up in the day too. And man, I called two times and he was hammering. I sat down and I mean, literally time I sat down and got situated, he was in, he was 40 yards standing in front of me. Like, bam. It was like I had him on a string. Of course, nice. he took a dirt nap. He'd done, he'd done the old, the old flop. Can't stop the flop. Can't stop the flop. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's challenging. Um, and, and it's, I love to be outdoors. I don't care. Um, somebody walked in my office 
one of the guys I work with walked in my office uh, two, last week, and I've got a big bulletin up on my wall, and it's pictures of me and Maddie and Tyler, um, Tegan, some of the guys that we've took on Freedom Hunters. Um, I got Chris up there. I got Jason up there. And every picture on that bulletin board, which is the size of my wall, is hunting or fishing. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like we're on the boat, we're on, we're trout stream, we're running the dogs, deer hunting. I mean, something there. He goes, man, he's like, you really love to be outside. And I was like, that's where I want to, that's where I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't want to be in this office. I don't want to be in a patrol car 12 hours a day. I just like to be outside. You're literally wearing a shirt right now that says fish more work less (laughs) or worry less. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I am. (laughs) And I'm not getting a fish because I'm putting on this school this week, so I can't trout fish. And then this weekend <laughs> I'm going to Charleston, and then next week I've already I'm like okay. Yeah, but so you're I'm going. Gonna, hey, now you're going fishing while you're in Charleston. I already, already got the yes. scoop. Yes, we are. I'm blessed. So, <laughs> and I'm taking I'm taking every cooler that I have because whatever we catch is coming back to Virginia to be put on the grill. Yeah, there you go. What are you guys going to fish yeah. for down there? It's I don't know. I just told, I told Anthony, whatever we catch, as long as they tell me it's eatable, it's going in a cool. I don't have a clue. I don't know, really. Hey, uh, let me ask you something, Heath. If uh, if I brought you some python liver, would you eat it? Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. I don't know. But I know a guy that will. We'll just hook it up with Alex. Uh-huh. Alex is the everything like come on alex tell us what this is like you give yeah. me some on liver i'll hook it up <laughs> yeah. I don't know that was a shameless it. plug to invite yeah. hounds or cowboy cowboy python cowboy to take us hunting but chris would you yeah. eat the python liver he said it was nasty would you oh, eat yeah. it oh yeah i'd try it yeah well, it's too. Nice. i've eaten rats <laughs> mm. you've eaten rats chris oh yeah oh nice oh, hey yeah. that's a big step for you well, it it was like a revenge type thing. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It's like you that was bastards. Like a, I'm gonna that eat was like you. a bads. What that was? Huh? <laughs> it was like a Darragon bads. What that was? <laughs> uh, no, we, I have two, but just the to, legs. <laughs> we had to trap. We had to trap and eat our, you know, our own food in a survival school that I went through in the Marine Corps, and and uh, I snared a rat with rat with booby. Uh, booby trap wire made, the, made the i made the lock the locking mechanism out of a copenhagen lig can yeah nice yeah crafty can of, can of, yeah so <laughs> had it all had it all laid out there and i caught this rat and then you had to eat what you caught what, what was that school called what was it called no, it was just, what was yeah, the school was just, called yeah, it was just a survival. Oh, a survival school. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I thought I'd heard a specialized kind of survival school. My brother well, went there's to a one. Se- there's a seer. There's a that's seer the one he training. Went. Yep. yep. Yeah, seer training. Sur- uh, survivalist evade something and evade or something escape and evade or something. I can't remember all of it. Been too yeah, long. That's the one. Those, all those acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he said that was the longest he'd ever went without food. He went like four days without eating. Oh yeah. And he was like, man, after four days, he's like, I would eat a mountain of python livers. <laughs> you know no I mean? doubt. Uh, I mean, br- he didn't say that, but I, that was a Your brother was a Marine, wasn't he? Yeah. Isn't he a Marine? Hey, yeah. Was. Was a Marine? Yeah. I, is a Marine. He always will correct very, you. 
Yeah, and I should too. It's just, yeah. It's like, yeah. what kind of yes, Marine he was. was he? Once a Marine, always a Marine. He he was an Osprey pilot. So he oh, flew no the, kidding. Yeah, the ones that start off as helicopters and turn into planes mid-flight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was after my, that was after my stay in the Uncle Sam's misguided children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing I was thinking, you know, you guys are, I, I didn't mean to bring this back to the turkey hunting, but I was really enjoying that because I was there when you guys were talking about it, like in my head, but I, I can only imagine, I've called in bull elk and there's something so exhilarating about calling animals in, you know? Yep. And so I think that's what I would find most alluring about turkey hunting is that when you call in a rutting bull and he's just snorting and bugling and you know, peeing all over himself and running up right to you. You're, it's crazy. I mean, this is yeah. a forest horse running right up to you, just going insane, slobbering everywhere. So I can, I mean, I, they're a lot easier to hide from than a turkey. And so that's what I, that's what I think would be so alluring about turkey hunting is you got to be super stealthy because they see color and they have incredibly sharp vision and elk really doesn't. Um, but yeah, I, I would really, well, I need to, okay. Well, Primos, um, it, it does connect because Will Primos, you know, he, he made turkey calls and he made elk calls, you know, so. Yeah, I, mean, I never that, put I think in. The, I think the hoochie, ma, hoochie Mama was a, a primo's call. It was, and that was yeah. all the rage for a while. You couldn't oh, even yeah. talk about elk hunting without the Hoochie Mama. Oh, yeah. And now they say it makes the elk run away because yeah. it was so overused. Right. But, I, I, you know, it's so funny. I live in one of the best elk hunting destinations in the, in the United States, and I don't elk hunt. See, there That's you another point, Seth. A bucket list, like my list is long. I I worked on the I, I bet I worked on the Mescalero <laughs> Apache Reservation, and so uh, we when we were working out on the in deep in the reservation, there's nobody out there, nobody, and those elk are so naive. I am not a good elk caller, never said I was, but I had a bugle, and I would. It was a great way for me to learn because those elk were so naive. Uh, this was back in the flip phone days. Uh, I bugled, and this elk bugled up on the wall. Like, oh, because we were down in a canyon working in the trout streams and uh, this elk bugled and I was like, oh, cool. So then I bugled again and then another elk bugled on the other wall and I was like, oh, sweet. And so I, I kept bugling. Those two bulls came down, met each other, um, like posture at each other for about 20 minutes and then came down into the stream and engaged each other. And I got that on like one megapixel video with this flip phone. You can't even tell what's going on. I didn't care. I got that battle on video and it was so awesome to have those elk fighting like 200 yards away from us. That was so cool. That was one of the neatest things. And there was a guy with us and he had almost no experience outdoors. And uh, this was in, this was in uh, September when the elk were running and an elk bugled off in the distance. This is earlier in the morning. And he goes, what was that? And I was like, I looked super alarmed. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> and he was like, oh my goodness. And then another one bugled like later. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I think, I think that's a person screaming. And that guy was freaking out the whole time. And then I was like, I'm just kidding, man. They're elk. And then he calmed down, but he was, he wasn't too happy <laughs> We freaked him out pretty bad, but it was a good time. It was a good day. It was a cool day. All right. But. So, so it seems like we're stuck on this topic. So I got to ask you this, Heath. Do you, can you owl hoot? Oh my Lord. <laughs> the barrel Do it now. Owl. Do, it now. Uh, do, do you have to use a yeah. call? Or do, you, do you owl hoot? I do. Yeah. Let's hear it. Man. Right, calling you out on the podcast. Bring, bring, 
you know, I, oh Lord. Man, that all sounded just like a Virginia redneck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we were so poor when I was kids, you didn't buy calls. You had to learn how to do it in your mouth. <laughs> and then you... your mom would tell you to be quiet because you was making too much noise. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Let's can you mouth call turkey in too without a call? Um, my dad is a lot better than I am. But we I I could make one put his head up probably. I can do that. I can make one put it set up. My son, ja <laughs> my my son Jacob, uh, he can he could call one in with his mouth, and uh, he'd been killing turkeys since he was a little bit of kid, but uh, he won't do it. He won't do it when he's out hunting with me because he gets he gets nervous. Yeah, hmm. but if he goes hmm. out by himself, when he was when he was like nine years old. I get this picture. I was out working. I get this picture on my a text message on my phone. And it's, it's a picture of Jacob in the rain after he'd killed this Turkey when he was nine years old, he saw it walking across the field and he got up above it and right where he needed to be and mouth called it in and whacked that sucker. It was Dang. awesome. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. That is rad. How about that? I put, really that, cool. I put that one above the, have you ever seen the picture that I took? or that was taken to me with all 18th century gear. Yes. Flintlock, I was going to ask, is that a fouling piece? Yeah. Well, it's, nice. a, Virgi it's a Virginia smooth rifle. So mm. Heath, Heath would appreciate this. A Virginia smooth rifle. It's a, a exact reproduction built my, by Mike Brooks. It's a flintlock. And every piece of gear I had on me that day was, was 18th century approved, you know, huh. past, past muster there. So nice. called that Turkey in with a wing bone call and, Nice. You don't see those much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's rad. Wait, a wing bone call? Mm -hmm. I actually made my own at one point in time. I did too. Yeah, that's the one yeah. I used. That's mm -hmm. awesome. How are they made? Okay, I'm a this is a this is a complete noob here. I'm I'm a I'm a fan as much. I'm just lucky that I can ask you live. How do you mm -hmm. make one? Well, you gotta have a turkey wing. That's okay. right. There's a first yeah. part. <laughs> Wait, you gotta what? have <laughs> Uh, every yeah. turkey's got two calls in it. <laughs> is, is that it? You literally just blow through the wing bone? Yeah. So you take you take the 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 bone closest to the shoulder where it attaches to the main body. Okay. And then and then you use that bone, and it's a little bit bigger, and it's got a natural bell end on it. And then you take the next bone down, and it'll actually slide up through. If you take the, the bone closest to the body, you can slide it all the way through. And then you've got a two-section call. And if you want to get real fancy, then you can use a wing tip and slide it all the way out too. So it'll, it, they all just fit together. So it's a friction call or a mouth? No, like it's a mouth call mouth. and you okay. suck on yeah. it. Yeah, you suck. You oh. actually have to. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't know. I haven't got anything. Okay, hey, no, I'm I'm throwing this out to the fans. If you guys have a wing bone call, I want to see a fan playing it and post it on the Hounds and XP group. That's yeah. what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Play it, show show us the wing bone call. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen one of those in years. My yeah. my great how'd you, how'd you make actually, yours? How'd you make yours, Heath? So, so I you took the the main the main the bone, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, we're showing it on. Yeah, on we're our showing camp. it. <laughs> took the main bone and then if you trim it down 
you can make it different pitches by the different links. Mm-hmm. Same thing you're doing. Yeah. And, and scrape it on the outside. You scrape it with a knife on the outside and you can change the pitch huh. of it of the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my That's great crazy. granddad showed me that. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you boys, we was pouring them in the mountains over here. We didn't have yeah. that stuff. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and back in my day, we took our own slate and our own wood. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't use wood. You use that stuff for building. You use a, like a land terrapin or a box turtle shell and, and, <laughs> yeah. and make it. A turkey femur. <laughs> my yeah. dad, um, so I still have, dad had a world champion lynch box call. And I still have that call today. I think it was made in 73. Mm. And I huh. still carry it in my vest today. And it's That's one awesome. of the best sounding box. And I don't use it a lot. Um, but I, I still carry that call with me every time I hunt. Huh. Are you guys yeah. big diaphragm call users? Mm-hmm. Pa-ching! Oh! <laughs> right there. I People, you know, people uh, use diaphragm calls for coyotes and elk here like crazy. And I just like using them because they're tough. I mean, they take practice to to really master them. Oh, yeah. So I bought these. I had a gift card for um, Bass Pro for Christmas. Of course, I bought a bunch of fishing stuff. And I had like 15, 20 bucks left over. And I'm like, ah, I was just scrolling through there. And I'm like, okay. Old Bone Collector, old Michael Waddell had put these on there. And I'm like... I wonder if they're any good. So I bought a three pack of them. I think it's 17 bucks and two of them. I really like, um, in fact, I've, I've laid them here cause I've been using them. Um, been aggravating vice today. I every time I get on one, he's cocking that head, looking at me like, what in the world are you doing? What is that noise coming out of your mouth? Um, but yeah, I'm going to use, uh, the white one. I'm going to use, I think I'm going to try to use it. Um, and you know, we get, you get, uh, fond of the calls that you use and you know that work mm-hmm. yep. and have yep. good sound but yeah i've got um like i said they were laying right here because i've been practicing with them so let's hear one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah let's see yeah let's let's hear it from a from an amateur that cannot judge you 100 percent. i know what a turkey yeah. sounds like but let's see we're gonna have heath hyatt put one in here we go yeah yep. right, it may be loud so Man, nice. The dog, he's over here like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, he's busting out turkey calls over here, Chris. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Got me back, hey, back to the mic. I, do, I heard that. I, do, I don't carry an owl call. I do my own. And I don't carry a crow call. I do my own. Nice. So that's something. All that, right. No. And it no. may sound like a dying no, crow. We're gonna do it. We got to do it. We're going to have an owl hooting contest. An owl hooting contest. Yep. All what right. species of owl is it? Barred, barred owl. Barred owl. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what a barred owl sounds like. So yeah. I'm, I'm really well, looking. Biologist, right? We don't do. First of all, first of all, barred owls don't live here. Secondly, <laughs> I've explained this right now. No disrespect to my ornithologists out there, but birds suck. <laughs> I'm a man. Oh. <laughs> They're a superior <laughs> life form. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're yes, they, they eat. They eat your rabbits. So that's they why are I superior. hate them. <laughs> They're superior. Yeah. False. They're, They're just playing uh, the food chain. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Let's bust uh, one out. Bust it out, Heath. I got to move my mic because I'm afraid I'm gonna blow it up. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
All right. Are you clapping? You clapping? Yeah, it sounded good to me. <laughs> there we go. I got an audience in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Bart out. Tell him, Seth. What? No comparison. They're out there. There's one lit in the tree out here. Well, right maybe now. You go out there and get him to holler. <laughs> I, when i did that reel a couple weeks ago people were like wow they were like they, they looked oh up, yeah they, i got they like instantly... i got like 100 new followers out of that that al hooten reel i made a couple weeks ago <laughs> so okay i know that they they why do they gobble at an owl or a crow is it just because it's a loud noise because i've heard you can just honk your horn and they'll gobble that's a shock gobble yeah yeah, yeah. They will, yeah. they will flat get with it. That, they will. That was, that was Chris's prison name, Shot Gobble. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, yeah. Hey, that so they'll cool, do guys. the same thing. They'll do the same thing at Thunder or like I used to pull up somewhere. They'll do it on a coyote, uh, a coyote howl. I wonder what that's all about. Yep. I wonder just, why they do that. I don't know. They're just like. Everything's built. I th I think it's like this. Everything is so built up in them. They're waiting to come off that roost early in the mornings and just let it rip. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So I could pull up and down a lane where I turkey hunted and hit my air horn on my siren and just, mm -hmm. and man, they'll just blow up. Huh. Geese let me tell over, you, let me tell you one of my up. secret tips, tricks. And I don't know where I learned. I was reading the magazine. This has been years ago. And when turkeys are late in the season and they're hard to get to gobble, and especially this works a, a better for me, it's worked better for me up in the day. You know what I carry with me to get them to, to shot gobble? The Mark Drury silent dog whistle. Well, it's not Mark's. It's the one that I've been using for years. But yes, I carry a dog whistle with me. Really? And I'm telling yes. What they call that thing? I don't know what his is. Um <clears throat> I, I don't I really don't know, but I, I mean I got a dog whistle years ago and I read it in a magazine and it might have been him that actually I read. I don't know where I got it from. But I started carrying one of those in my by vest. And sometimes when I get bored or I just don't have nothing, I'll bring that thing out and it hits that pitch. And I'm telling you, the first time I did that, I about fell over because I thought they were full of baloney. Okay, and when you worked. say dog whistle, do you mean like dog whistle? Or you mean the one that you can't hear in an audible you dog? Can't hear the silent dog whistle. That's the crazy. That, the I one never would have thought of that. The one that Barney Fife blew on that episode yeah. of, of uh, Andy Griffith's show. You really when need was, to get cultured. Seth, I know that's way past your <laughs> genre there, but look, I'll tell you life, about Havelina. Yeah, there's a lot of life lessons in Andy Griffith's show. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I'm you don't about as cultured Andy. as Velveeta. Yeah, Barney, you I wouldn't blow that whistle. Barney, he don't like that whistle. What, what'd you say, he? You don't want? You've never watched Andy, dude? I watch TV probably. I, I've been married for. I've been with my wife for ten years, almost just a shade under. And I think I've sat on that couch in this home maybe 25 times. I don't, dude, 
do no, nah, you know, I don't watch TV. And it's nothing yeah, against my TV watching brethren. TV, you don't watch Andy Griffin. Yeah, like how anything. do you don't do start. you know you got you've got to YouTube it, Google it, whatever you gotta do, Spotify, <laughs> whatever you got, you've got to watch an episode of Andy. Okay. And I mean, you think about this. This was back in the fifties, and that show still airs today. That's how pure it is. And it's the longest running syndicated series ever produced. Whoa. Yeah. And and within a, an hour and 15 minutes of my house, I can be in Mayberry. Yep. They have, the they have Yeah, they have a festival um every fall called the Mayberry Festival. Huh. And you can go down to it. It's right here right off the mountain. Um it, towards Cana and like it's phenomenal. Get out of there. You just like the, you, got, the, you gotta watch it. Okay, I will. Yeah. Mission yeah. mission accomplished. As, as an employee of Hounds and XP, I will watch it. <laughs> one, it's 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 addictive. You gotta watch the original. Start at season one, because after Howard Sprague and all those, when I it don't like to, when it got to the colored version, it went to pot. Yeah. You know, yep. it just when the old black and whites with with Andy. What's your favorite episode, Heath? Oh Andy my lord. Um, Holy cow. I, I mean, there's so many good, there's so many lessons in those like life lessons and you know, the stuff, Mr. McBeavy, Mr. McBeavy, the bear, <laughs> the bear gets in the mayor. And yeah, the mayor was crazy. I didn't like uh, that mayor. I didn't know. Um, I think, th I think some of my favorite episodes are, um, with Bobby fleet and the band with the beat. Oh, really? Yeah. Was and old Roscoe Coltrane. Yeah, What's Roscoe Peacol train. Yeah. Was the playing the guitar. Yep. But Andy, you know, every time he comes to town, Andy like gets him some way or somehow. I like those. What uh, about the I Garlands? Like... Well, the, yeah. The, well, the, the one where they put Barney in the dress and have to marry him off because Ernest T. Ernest T. Ernest, Ernest T. T. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's Ernest T. Ernest T. Yeah. Um, the Darlings are pretty good. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all good. Like I, I mean, they're all good. I've watched, I've seen every episode a hundred times, and I could sit here tonight and watch them again. Oh yeah, yeah. So, we yeah. call them. We we referred to them as training videos, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for law enforcement. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you got it. Seth's over there googling googling Andy Griffith <laughs> right now. He's like, who are they talking about? I'm like. Yeah, Ernest I mean, I was just letting you guys go for it. There was some yeah. nostalgia there, and I was it was making oh my heart my swell. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to talk about anything to do with hounds in this episode, or are we just have an old home week and just talking well, about all stuff? Well, I think uh, that's the beauty. This of is like an all this is like an all mixed up episode, is what it's like. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, but here's the thing, and this is the truth, dead set truth, you guys. I don't know when the last time you guys were on jury duty was, but I just got called to my first one this week, and I got selected to be on a trial. And I'm on everyone, it every month. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Uh, everyone always says it sucks. I actually had a great time. And not because it was fun, just because like I was really happy to be a part of something that like a citizen does in this country. And also I took it really seriously, not like where I was being lame, but just like I took it seriously. I was paying attention. I took notes. You know, I contributed a lot to the deliberation at the end, I felt. And, uh, Man, the case was um, really dumb. I'm not going to talk about it, of course, but like 
I was really surprised at how, well, I learned two lessons and these are super broad lessons Wait, that I feel let like. Let me ask you a question. Go was for it. Was it civil or criminal? Uh, I don't know what, uh, it was a, it was the battery of a home member. Okay. Criminal. 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 Yep. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I could not, it was very, very minor, but it was so convoluted. That's why I had to go to a jury trial. And, uh, but what I love is like, I, I really liked all the, like, you know, the, the rituals of the courtroom, you know, and I really liked it when a lawyer was like, objection, like I, that's, you know, I'm not gonna lie several times in my head. I thought, dong, dong, you know, like law and order style, <laughs> but, 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 um, one thing I think is the best lesson you I learned. I learned three big time lessons from this. You guys, one, dude, lawyer up, lawyer up. Do not take chances. We're dumb. We're I'm gonna have to mute person. this part out. Lawyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, up, because uh, I think a lot of people had preconceived notions about the defendant just by looking at him, and man, that lawyer was really good. And I was like, wow. Man, that guy really pulled some heavy weight. And two, and this is one that really is important, get cameras in your house, people. Get cameras, because all of this could have been solved if the def if the plaintiff just had cameras. That's it. That's all you need. Security cameras rock, and they can save your skin. And that was really the main two lessons that I couldn't stop thinking I'm about. I'm just going to set up my tact cam reveal in my living <laughs> trail room. Trail camera? Yeah, set up trail cameras in my house. It's actually not well, here, a bad idea. Yeah. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> they only trigger when there's movement. Yeah. Here's something that everybody should know. Um, you know, coming and being in law enforcement. Yeah, there's two and, law enforcement how, guys here. <laughs> and how much things have changed over the, the, the past. Just, just go from 2014. So the last nine years. Seth, I can go get a warrant on you for anything. Like I literally can go to the. Our process may be a little different than yours, but I can go to a magistrate and raise my hand and say, he beat me down. He punched me in the face. He did this. He did that. They're going to swear out a warrant. You're going to get, you know, brought in. You're going to have to post a bond or whatever. And then we go to court. And I would say a, a, a high percent, 80% of the time, 80% of the time, it's mostly BS. And our, our system shouldn't be that way. Um, there should be some repercussions for me taking out a warrant on you on something yeah. that never happened. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't work. So do you work think my way. lawyer up advice is a good advice? Well, I don't, I don't know if I should say this out loud. Hey, I'm retired, so I'll say it. Yeah. Yes, that's good advice. It is good advice to, to go ahead and get a lawyer. You know, I just had a, a, a houndsman called me probably a month ago that was involved in some stuff and it was a it was a game violation and uh <clears throat> the the conservation officers wanted to come and talk to him I, i'll i'll try to lay this out a little bit without revealing what the whole situation was. so the guy went hunting with another guy they get they turn the dogs loose the dogs run in there the dogs go across the fence line. The two guys never cross the fence line. They never, according to him, they never go onto this property. The dog's tone broke. They get to the fence line. The dog's treed 20 yards behind, beyond the fence. And so the guy that called me just tones his dogs back to him. And, and so he was, 
he had called in and said that these guys were trespassing and wanted them prosecuted for hunting without consent and blah, 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 all this stuff. So I told this guy, it's like, first thing you need to ask those officers is, am I the target of this investigation? Am I, the, am I the, am I the target? Am I the main suspect? And if the answer is yes, say, I'm not talking to you. I'm just not going to talk to you. You know, you can talk to my attorney. I'm not going to give any statements because I can tell you that 90% of the convictions that I ever got was because people talked, you know, I had all the evidence. I had all the information I needed. And, and now I want you to go ahead and say it and say that you did this. And once you say that you did it, then boom, you're done. So I'll just, I'm retired and I can say that. <laughs> well, that yeah. kind of corroborated what I thought. Cause that's what the defendant did. He just boink. Then he just had a lawyer talk for him. And I was like, smart, <laughs> really yep. smart. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a good time and uh, it consumed all my thoughts because I was really, really trying to be a good juror. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad it's over. But Which brings uh, it back to, you remember the episode when Andy Griffith got the ticket from the game warden? Yes, for not having his license. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh what yeah! Is that, what is that light shining in our face? Is that your sun setting behind? Yes, that is it's sun the sun behind. setting. I'm trying to use yeah. my head to block it. It is crazy bright. That sun sets right in that western window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's my radiant personality. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> wow, second coming's Seth. Yeah, it's are there. You there? Seth, Seth, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. a stuffed rabbit to come out right there. <laughs> and then you'll see it you'll get it it's all gonna make sense to you when's yeah. the when's the last time you guys saw something uh new that really really surprised you when it came we're gonna talk about hound hunting now uh okay i can't stop thinking about this you guys um when is the last time something happened to you in your pack performance wise that your dogs are you know consistent and then uh, something happens with the quarry that just blows your mind and, and I, can, I was i can tell you, you what know. it was for heath it was the day that diablo ran with with spook and kate <laughs> he's like oh you're crazy <laughs> no. we're, we're sitting there on the side of the road i'm gonna tell you what it's like to hunt with bear hunt with he had, he had them double coupled to my dog so they could keep up <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what it's like to hunt with heath hyatt so heath is well, I'll meet up here and then he slips off by himself and he, he drives down through there and he gets really annoyed if you stay too close to him and, and he opens up. But as soon as he gets a bark, he turns those speed demons loose and just sends them through the country. And they just, they just head out of there like they got turbos strapped to their butt, you know? And, and you pull up, if you're not right behind him, you pull up, it's like, hey, where's, where's Spook and Kate? And he's like, oh, they're topping the mountain. T and you know there's no sense in turning loose at that point. Okay? So, so I happened to catch it one day where it was like, we got a rig strike, and I dropped my dogs, and then I was messing with him. I was looking at my Garmin, and I said, oh, look at that. Diablo and, and uh, Cajun are right there with Spook and Kate. And Heath looked at me like he wanted to reach over and strangle me. He was like, oh, there's no, no I'm, I'm not seeing that. <laughs> if you guys well, could see Heath's face right now. <laughs> my, 
<laughs> to my my defense, I had COVID. I had to walk out the mountain. I was not in a good mood. I probably took it out on the, the wrong people. He <laughs> took it out on Diablo. Kate yeah. was coming in heat, and Diablo was up there messing with him, and he's kicking my dog and and beating on him and sending him down the mountain. He, and and then he calls me a week later. He's like, "Hey, I think Kate's coming in heat." <laughs> he would not leave. I didn't kick your dog. I he know you didn't. I know you didn't. I wouldn't. He, he would not leave her. I mean, he. He didn't. He didn't care what was going on. It was wherever Kate was at. He was at, and she was that's like, "That's why he stayed so close." That's why. Yeah. That's the only reason he stayed so close. He's like, "I don't care yeah. about this bear at all." Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't tracking bear. He was tracking. Look, Kate. I don't blame him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. little girl. I got. Uh, I got my. I got my socks blown off. You guys. Um, I have two Salukis, and they're notorious for their endurance. Right. And I still, to this day, what, how my two Salukis hunt is they just get in behind a hair and they can't overpower it like a greyhound can and just get to turning it quick. They just get in behind him and just grind him to dust. I mean, until the race is going like 15 miles an hour. And uh, my dog, Comet, he is like a beast about getting in behind one at about 35 and just running it down. And he caught a three minute, 40 second hair which was amazing i mean i was going like i was like an animal you know what i mean and uh, uh two weekends ago we got up a hair and it was a four minute 20 second race and it literally comet stopped running and i could not that's the first time i've ever seen a saluki get completely just outrun and i don't i've seen them get outrun by a, a hair just get so far ahead of them that it can just lay down and hide and then they just can't find it okay that happens that's how you get away from a saluki but to just outdistance him like that, I was just like, whoa. And that hair, Shane was with me. And Shane was just like, dude, that hair is not even close to done. Not even close. He still just, tuk, 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 and he was gone. And Comet came to a stop and so did Strider. And I was just like, Damn. So then what did I say? What did I say? I was like, oh, if I would have had the king, we would have caught him. If I would have had the king, we would have caught him. You know yeah. how we make excuses like crazy. So I brought out the king of the prairie the next weekend. This was a couple of days ago. Pronto. I went, yeah, pronto. I went out to the exact same spot. I jumped that hair because I used a, a tracking match. Yes, and dude, within twelve feet of where I jumped that hair, I jumped him again. I'm, it had to be the same one. Turn out them all. Turn all three out with the king. Beats me again, uh, and runs the that exact same stuff. course. I know. And dude, when, and Shane and me were just like, all right, he earned it. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even care that I got beat. I was just like, that rabbit is injecting Wheaties. He's not eating his Wheaties. He's freaking <laughs> injecting. You know what I mean? What well, I think, I think so anyway, I really can't stop thinking about what a freaking Lord of the Prairie that freaking rabbit is. Well, I think that that's bad. one of the draws to hunting. You know, you, you, you go back to the red fern grows when, when, uh, you know, they were chasing the ghost coon. You know, it's like that that one that can't be caught. That's yeah. what keeps you going back. Dutch Salmon, uh, he was a prolific writer, and he was a, a serious Western hair courser. He wrote in his book, Gaze Hounds, that he believes that some hairs are uncatchable. And when I had my A-team pack, I was like, mm, yeah, no, they'll catch him. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I do believe him. Jokes aside. I do think some are just uncatchable. I mean, he had perfect footwork, a great game plan, and just strong, just great speed, tons of distance. 
It was just a really awesome hair. <laughs> you ever seen bear like that, Heath? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think there's some. I think there's there's animals like that in every species. Um, yeah, there's there's bear that that we don't catch. There's bear that we fit. catch, and they're able to get away from you. Um, was it Chad? <clears throat> Chad had posted a video of a bear climbing through a rock cliff, um, and it wasn't his, but he had he had. Um, copied it from somebody and posted it and i tried to redo it and i couldn't get it to come up but you know it's stuff like that that make you sit back and like yeah they got you there i mean they've got you i was so impressed yeah i i believe that's with every species but you know what's interesting so what you're what you're telling me seth and what i'm thinking what's going through my head is how old is that rabbit how many times has he been run to be able to to do those things. I mean, that's not a, that's not a newbie. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what, when I told my mentor and my really close friend, he was like, no way. He's like that dog, that rabbit has seen our dogs before, or for whatever reason, he just got the right brain between those big, beautiful ears because, and I knew he was going to be special because when I jumped him the first time, a lot of times they get up and then try to hide and do no, he came up and just, ripping like a hundred miles an hour with his ears down. And I was like, Whoa. All right. So anyway, you're right. There's so much cool stuff to think about what happened in his life to make him such an extraordinary athlete and thinker. Cause under pressure, he was just so smooth. And I was like, damn. (laughs) I'm going to take some of our verbiage here because you know, I'm in the hound world (laughs) and I'm teaching this tracking school this week. And there's two, two things y'all have used in the last two minutes that I have told this class already this week. So when we talk about suspects running, I call them rabbits because they just run and run and run and run. <laughs> so they're rabbits. They're hard to catch. Um, and when I teach my class and that portion on it, that's how I kind of present it to them. And then goat, you said ghost, yeah. the, the red fern glow, grows. I have seen two dogs ghost track today, which means they were tracking who knows what because they weren't going where the suspect went. So, you know, that's a part of training. We have to tweak it huh. and get it better. But we we call it ghost tracking. And a lot of times that's when the dog is um, pulling sled dog style. Mm-hmm. That just kind of gives everybody a, a mental picture of it. The dog's just pulling, pulling, pulling. The handler goes with them without ever checking the dog to make sure he's in the correct profile. Profile means that he's showing me body language that I would recognize as him being in odor. Um so we done some ghost tracking today. And while we were ghost tracking, I was able to find a beautiful six-point shed. <laughs> so, you know, while we were off tracking ghosts, um, I found the shed and had six points on one side. It was beautiful. I, tr- I stayed in there a little bit too long looking for the other side. <laughs> the other but I did get some shed hunting today. So, But, yeah, so we call them rabbits. They run and run and run. Um, and we basically our rabbits are straight liners. Boom, they gone. Um, that's what you're saying too. That's exactly how you're explaining that. So <laughs> yeah. it's so funny that I knew nothing about rabbit hunting, and yet I'm able to integrate uh, intertwine that terminology into what I'm doing. <laughs> well, except I, when you when you when you look at this whole thing though, you're not mad. This is the beauty of being a houndsman and being a hunter. You're not mad that you got outran. You're nope. amazed. I was you know, amazed. And, and and when you get defeated, we like to see 
the wildlife win. I mean, it's like, look at that thing go. That is awesome. You know, to think that, that these highly skilled tuned hounds that, that we're using to catch this game. It's fun when, when they win, you know, occasionally we, we go back to the truck and we feel defeated and, and, and you might dwell on it and you might, but if you're throwing the stuff around and you're mad about that, that you're, you're looking at it wrong. It's like you yeah. just witnessed a thing of beauty and majesty and, and it's, it's something to behold. Yeah, and that yeah. happens. My mentor, one of my, one of, one of the most respected people I know, her name is Karen Lanero. Uh, I text her and told her, I was like, you will not believe, but a hair just outlasted Comet. And it was like eight feet in front of him for three minutes straight. And they were just locked in a duel. And she goes, no, I can believe that. And it's good for them to, it's good for you to get outrun. And it's also awesome when that happens because that hair is going to go breed and make more hairs that in turn make our hounds better. Cause if they were all easy to catch, we wouldn't have world-class hounds. And I was it's like, Damn. it's especially good for you to get out around. <laughs> you know, what's so funny. I don't know if you guys know this about me or not, but I'm kind of animated, especially when my speed dogs are after a hair and, uh, oh, no doubt you no, wouldn't. Really? I, I don't know if you knew that about me or not, but yeah. anyway, uh, Shane is not, he's very, he's a very chill guy. And uh, both of us, when that when Comet came to a stop, when Comet literally just ran out of steam, we both just looked at each other with our jaws down. And we were just like, did that just happen? And yeah. it was amazing just to see Shane, too. He was just like, whoa. <laughs> so anyway, that was cool. Well, good yeah. deal, man. It's getting, it's getting close to Heath's bedtime. And, uh, <sighs> and my dinner time. <laughs> yeah. So... What did we miss? Any final thoughts? Seth, you got any final thoughts on this all mixed up, point blank, whatever it is? Stay oh, tuned, everyone. Stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff in the pipelines. Uh, by the time this airs, uh, one of them is already done and another one is about to commence. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. Patrons, stick around. There's going to be some cool video content for some uh, pretty famous guys and some pretty cool people. So uh, I'm really excited to bring that to everyone. Stay tuned. Heath, you got any th wood to throw on the fire here? Yeah, I mean, we've I've got a couple, some really good uh, podcasts coming up. Um, man, I, I've been really blessed to be introduced to people that when I lit, when I sit and talk to them, I'm like, crap, man, I don't know anything. Um, so I've got a couple of those guys coming up. Seth, I got a bucket list. Elk, Sir. turkey, like. I got that list. We got to make it happen. Game catcher, you draw. I'll take them right to you. I'll take you right to them. I know where they are. But, so let me ask you a quick question because I've been to New Mexico and hunted <laughs> twice. Mm -hmm. um, we went cat hunting, dry ground hunting out there at uh, okay. Lake Roberts. With, uh, okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say big state. Tell me kind of give me a region. Yeah. yeah. Lake Roberts. Yep. Got to see Great the spot. Ben Lilly Memorial. Yep. Hey. He's yep, a legend. Right I've been That's in one right. of his lean-tos. I stayed the night in one of his lean-tos out in the Gila wilderness, actually. Cool. Anyway, continue. Um, so do you, do, do you have, you have to have, you don't have to have a guide or do no. you have to have a guide? No, nope, you don't. I just have to draw a tag. Yeah. And the deadline's tomorrow. So you should put in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get all right on that. I'm trying to draw, draw an Iowa right now. My, Hey, if you my need brother help, call me. <laughs> in Iowa? No, in New Mexico, I'll just help you put in for units. I can't oh. obviously help you draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So my brother-in-law, this is crazy. My brother-in-law is from Iowa. His family's still up there. They've got a very nice farm in a very good location. And I was looking at the, the units and everything and to draw up there is almost impossible. Like almost impossible. And I'm like, man, I've, I've been wanting to hunt up there for years because they kill some monsters. And I mean monsters. <laughs> He's um, salivating, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm telling you. Like, I don't get excited over deer. Those deer get me excited. Like, I want to kill one. So I'm trying to draw there, which I have to wait till May to do that. Um, but I may look that up tomorrow and see. Yeah. Well, if you draw, I'd love to have you out here, bud. Yeah. Yeah. The drawing is so hard, dude. That's, that's mm. one of my favorite things about hound hunting is we don't have to draw and man. Can I'll we run that. elk hounds? <laughs> I'll bring mine right on out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. Um, but yeah, well put in and, uh, if you draw, I'd be more than happy to take you out and I'll give you some tips for sure. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we're going to talk. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Chris, you got any final thoughts, brother? Well, my final thoughts are make sure you're visiting houndsmanxp.com. And, yeah. um, you know, all of our sponsors are right there. <clears throat> I can't tell you. I talk to these people a lot. And um, I can just tell you that they're all, they're all solid, good people that believe in preserving this lifestyle that we all enjoy so much. And just want you to support them. You know, they're, they're, they really are in it to win it. And they're there to support you. So ask you to support them. Um, make sure you're checking out our website there as well, because it can take you to Patreon. And Patreon is one of the main ways that we support this show. Keep the lights on. And I'm telling you, it, you know, you're like, well, yeah. Well, Seth, Seth needs some some walking around money when he goes to hunt hogs and he goes and does that stuff. And that's what helps us bring this good content back to you is by supporting this show. So it's always free and there's no doubt about that. You can listen for free. You can be a freeloader if you want, or you can go over to Patreon and support the show that is always in the fight for you. And, um, that's kind of what led me to this part was, you know, we've dropped a bunch of podcasts the last week and a half or so and it's all about hound hunters rights all of it is about hound hunters rights we had ivan carter last week um heath what did you run last week you ran uh mike leonard mike leonard who yep. had had a lot of good stuff to say and a very insightful guy uh we had tl jones this week on uh on monday show we had uh, Corey Huntsman from the Utah Houndsman Association. And and so we're not going to stop talking about that stuff. It's important. I don't care. Uh, it doesn't do any good to talk about training dogs and breeding better dogs and genetics and how dogs nose work if we can't use them. And um, so we're not going to stop talking about it and keeping you informed and, and giving you those talking points that you need. So please support us and we're going to have the houndsman xp shop there's a couple things in there right now it's coming up quick and that should be online here before too long so that's all i got that's my sales pitch after this fun episode i appreciate you guys taking time to 
to have some good times and some good laughs today. Yep. Yeah, I had a great time. Hey, patrons, I just want you guys to know on the Patreon page, there's a lot of awesome bonus content there. Not to mention you're in the drawings every month. You're in the runnings to get sweet uh, merch from our, our uh, prize drawings. So the the bonus content alone is uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy producing that and I get a lot of really awesome guests. So yeah, go check it out. I spend more on a on Copenhagen in a couple months than I would spend on a Patreon membership for the year. You know, so you probably spend more on Copen one week than you do on a Patreon patient in a month. <laughs> I might. I might. But don't tell my wife. She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. But yeah, you're you're right. I might. But I mean, you think about it when you join us at that that top tier level, it's gonna cost you $144 a year automatically you're going to get a $70 value back from the sportsman's Alliance. And, yep. um, plus all the cool, cool giveaways we do every month, the semi-annuals between what is it? What is that? Seth? June, the, the semi-annuals are done on June and December. And those are for our mid and top tier patrons. And that is a $500 value. Yep. And then the annual is up to, I think we blew, we didn't, we do a thousand dollars last mm -hmm. year. Thousand dollar giveaway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so think about that. I mean, that's plus that discount codes, discount yep. codes, deeper discounts for everyone. There's a lot to it, a yeah. lot to it. So uh, thank you guys to whoever has joined us and go check us out. I think you'll yeah. like what you see. We appreciate every one of our patrons and we try to try to return the favor as much as we can. So guys, that's all I got. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to the Houseman XP podcast. This is Fair Chase.